In this bulletin, billionaire media mogul Rupert Murdoch announces his retirement. Tensions continue to flare between India and Canada. And in sport, a bandit New Zealand runner is arrested in Kenya on sexual assault charges. Good morning from the SDS Newsroom. I'm Assam al -Ghalid. Rupert Murdoch has announced he will step down as leader at both Fox and News Corp. No reasons have been provided for the timing of the announcement. The 92-year-old media magnate who created Fox News will become chairman emeritus of both companies. His son Lachlan will take up the role of News Corp chairman and continue as CEO of Fox Corp. Lachlan Murdoch has congratulated his billionaire father on a 70-year career. He says he is grateful the elder Murdoch will continue to provide counsel to the companies in his emeritus role. Tensions between Canada and India continue to escalate with the Indian Foreign Ministry claiming Canada has a reputation for harboring terrorists. Canada's High Commission in India has announced it would adjust staff presence after diplomats had received threats on social media. In response, India suspended visa processing in Canada. The rift was sparked when Canada announced it would investigate allegations the Indian government was involved in the murder of a Sikh separatist on Canadian soil in June. India has rejected the claims. A spokesman for the Indian Foreign Ministry, Arundam Bagchi, says he is not concerned about India's reputation. If there is any country, if you're talking about reputational uh, issues and reputational damage, if there's one, any country that uh, needs to look at this, I think it is Canada and its growing reputation as a place, uh, as a safe haven for terrorists, for extremists and for organized crime. And I think that's a country that needs to worry about its uh, international reputation. Disease experts say that a newly announced inquiry into Australia's COVID-19 pandemic response should be a constructive reflection and not a political fight. Opposition leader Peter Dunn has accused Prime Minister Anthony Albanese of breaking an election promise with the announcement because decisions taken by the states on lockdowns and border closures will not be fully examined by the expert-led panel. Opposition Health Spokeswoman Anne Rustin also says state and territory leaders needed to be held to account for their role in the response, but Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says the state government will fully cooperate with the inquiry. The Chair of Biostatistics and Epidemiology at the University of South Australia, Professor Adrian Esterman, says the focus needs to be on things that could have been done better. One of the big failings of several governments not to reach out to our migrant communities, those who don't speak good English. The messaging has been awful right throughout this pandemic, both from federal and state and territory governments. Um, in particular, the ability to talk to the local communities, the migrant communities, and then explain to them why we're doing certain things was totally missing. With the new uh, CDC that we're developing, what I'd like to see is um, people outposted into local communities. The National Anti-Scam Center has issued a warning about an elaborate ploy targeting Chinese international students, which has taken nearly $9 million since the beginning of the year. Scammers initially make a call to victims pretending to be from a phone company or financial institution and inform them their phone or identity is being used in a scam or serious crime. When they say they are not involved, the students are then transferred to another scammer who pretends to be the Chinese police. Using fake arrest warrants, the scammers threaten students with deportation, but offer them the chance to pay money to remain in Australia while the investigation takes place. 
Desma Smith, who heads up Swinburne University's International Student Advisory Support Team, says the ploy is very convincing. And it will look quite official because the scammers are using spoofing technology. So it'll look like the official Chinese authority number. We've heard one story of a a young man who paid over $400,000 to the scammers and we've seen a significant spike in the last month or so in the losses that people are reporting. Russia has launched a massive air attack on Kyiv and other Ukrainian cities, injuring at least 18 people, including a nine-year-old girl. Major infrastructure damage was also reported across the country after the early morning attack on the 21st of September. Missile blasts at energy facilities led to power cuts in the west, east and center of Ukraine. It is the biggest air attack on the country in weeks. Kyiv resident Oksana was sleeping when the Russian missiles hit. I woke up from the explosion. At first there was red glare outside the window, and then there was no window and I was lying covered in broken glass. I heard people screaming and crying, and I rushed outside. Then I went and found the cat. Thank God he's alive. And in sport, a banned New Zealand runner has been arrested in Kenya, accused of sexual assault and possession of an unlicensed AK-47 assault rifle. Zane Robertson will remain in custody for five days while police investigate allegations he raped a woman at his home in the country's west. He's currently serving an eight-year ban from track and field for testing positive to performance-enhancing drugs. The New Zealander won bronze in the 2014 Commonwealth Games for the 5,000 meters event. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Assam Al-Ghalib.